Last pick and roll. Giannis on the loose. Oh, he didn't. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? Welcome to the Daily Ding. I'm Zach Harper. We got the Greek freak. We got, uh, you know, quote unquote, rest for Jimmy Butler. We got Dave Schilling. We got Black Trey. We got Rob Lopez on the ones and twos. I'm live from the Staples Center. I guess it's not live because you listen on the podcast. But first, Luke Walton might be on the hot seat. Tyson Chandler's headed to the to the Lakers. Uh, we got all kinds of stuff. There's heightened attention on Luke Walton following a tense meeting with Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson was yelling at Luke Walton. LeBron James said the coaching staff put the Lakers in a position to score perhaps their biggest victory of the season thus far, according to Om Young Suk of ESPN. And after clearing waivers, Tyson Chandler is going to join the Lakers. This is all before they they got embarrassed by the Raptors, 121-107. It was like a 30-point game at one point, guys. At one point, Serge Ibaka was up 20-10 to on the Lakers. Black Trey, I know you watched – I don't blame you if you didn't make it through all this game, but I know you watched some of this game. What did you see? Uh, so from what I've seen, uh, right now, they still have lineup situations. Um, lack of leadership is still going on. Um, it's a lot, you know, like obviously guys are really, I mean, this team is really kind of all over the place with zero structure and until they find structure, I mean, yes, I'm happy for Tyson Chandler. Um, but I mean, I don't think Tyson Chandler does anything to help this team get over what they need to. And again, this is the third week of the NBA season. I'm not going to get too crazy about it, but the sense of urgency that you got one of the best players in the world on your team, you got to do better. And this team that they're, uh, that they got pretty much embarrassed by, um, didn't have their star player. Yeah. No Kawhi Leonard in this one. Uh, Kyle Lowry had 21 and 15 Serge finished with a career high at 34. Uh, Pascal Siakam had 16 and 13. Dave Schilling, you're a Lakers guy. What do you think about this team? I think Tyson Chandler is going to help because it's not Michael Beasley playing, playing center as a backup, or it's not Kyle Kuzma playing center as a backup. So I think there's some presence, but this doesn't really fix anything as, as black Trey said. I a hundred percent agree with that. I mean, I think there is such a deficit and sure Chandler can play minutes. He can fill time. But is he going to solve the problems that they have? Tyson Chandler of five, six, seven, eight years ago was a great pick and roll guy, could finish at the rim. And that's what they don't have. But it's Tyson Chandler of 2018. That's not necessarily going to solve that problem. Also, I, I, I think Trey is 100% right that there is there's no structure here. Luke Walton historically has not been able to find a lineup that he's comfortable with with this team, even last year. There, didn't, there wasn't really a starting five that ever made sense. So the fact that this is still happening, even though they have the best player in basketball, is very troubling to me. But I will make one point in rebuttal to the Lakers trash talking here. They won all three quarters other than that horrible first quarter. Sure. So sure. And there on are things note. that are wrong, but how much is really wrong with this team if they're able to beat the, the Raptors every quarter except for that one historically bad quarter. Well, so you know what's interesting about this? Like, LeBron came out and basically said that, like, JaVale McGee has a case for Defensive Player of the Year, which, by the way, it's early November. There are no <laughs> awards at this point. Like, we got to stop with this, like, hey, who's your MVP after, like, yeah. no, we, we're three weeks into the season. Like, we don't I, need to have a conversation. I literally got a Karis LeVert top three Eastern shooting guard. What does that even not, mean? What does that mean, Trey? Oh, exactly. my God. But the, the Lakers the are, 
the Lakers are going to have more pressure because they have LeBron and they do have a very flawed roster. So I don't blame Luke Walton for not having lineups. He's very comfortable with uh, at this point, at the same time, he will be the one that takes the fall. If, if someone has to take the fall this season, and then you start wondering, all right, does that mean Ty Lue's coming? Does it mean Mark Jackson's taking over? Is there a name we're not considering like Trey, what do you think is going to happen with this coaching situation? Um, I think it's not, it's not as drastic as we make it seem. I think Luke Walton will still get us, you know, obviously the the rest of the coaching staff have reached out and shared their support. And, you know, it's, it's not an easy situation coaching the King, you know, um, as every coach would love to have him. He's also one of the most uncoachable players in the NBA because he, he's kind of a know-it-all, you know, and he is the coach on the floor. He's the extended coach on the floor. So, um, the viral video from our buddy Josiah Johnson league shows, Hey, you know, this offense that you're running is too fast. We got to slow it down. You know what I mean? Like not too many guys are taking, you know, the reins of telling their coach how to run the offense or anything. You know what I mean? And I just honestly don't think that he respects him that much. He respects him to an extent of like the title, but not his stature of what he's put in, in the, right. in the league. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he's like, yeah. you're honestly my peer. We were drafted together. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to, who has he ever, who, who has he ever respected is the question. I don't think any of his guys. I mean, eventually Spolstra, right? Eventually, but not early yeah. on. Well, they were. Yeah, no, nah, it was like year line. two. Yeah. So, so Dave, like, who do you, what do you want to see out of this coaching situation? Do you want Luke Walton to stick around or, or is there some other answer that you think is there? There, there's nobody that's out there that's better, in my opinion. I mean, Luke Walton was raised under the Steve Kerr coaching tree. He knows how to coach. It's just that it's not happened yet for whatever reason. I don't know if it's a fundamental organizational problem with Magic and, and Palenka, if it's a personnel problem uh, based on who he was told he would have to use. You know, a lot of those decisions on who they were going to sign were made by either LeBron or by Palenka and, and, and Magic. So he hasn't really had a lot of say in who he's going to be able to, to use in, in, in games. Uh, so I don't know if it's fair to, to criticize Luke, and I don't think there's somebody better uh, other than David Blatt, who, you know, I'll always put a bat for. I love that guy. Anytime Lakers. there's a coaching uh, vacancy, I'm going to say David Blatt should take that job. Lakers fell to four and six. David Blatt's on his way. <laughs> I'm so excited. Light the Blatt signal. Let's do it. That sounds wow. racist. Yeah, I don't know what that means. That just sounds like a racial term. Hey guys, join us every Wednesday for the back-to-back Wednesday challenge on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash B2B to sign up. Get $5 in your account. They're going to put $5 deposit and match that in your account on FanDuel. You can play with the B2B listeners every Wednesday like our guy, Rich Guns. He was the week's winner. He's going to get on the mailbag because of it. If you win the, the weekly game, you're going to get on the mailbag. And they have the three-point challenge. It's 100% free to play every night until December 1st. Here's how it works. Pick three players, get one point for every three-point shot they hit. Your Moneyball player gets two points for every three-pointer, so be sure to choose wisely. Finish with the most points on any night to win a share of $200 nightly prize and one entry into a $20,000 final on December 5th. Win more cash and entries into the final by playing every night until December 1st. The more nights you win, the more entries you get. Sounds simple? We hope so. Start playing for free at FanDuel.com slash B2B. That's FanDuel.com slash B2B. 
All right, guys, let's transition to Kings versus Bucks, the two hottest teams in basketball. Well, maybe that's not entirely true, but two pretty hot teams. The Bucks destroy the Kings 144-109. The Kings were looking to, I believe, win their sixth straight, but Giannis just too much. 26 points, 15 rebounds, 11 assists, his second triple-double of the season. The Bucks are 8-1. and one. Dave Schilling, are the Bucks for real? For now, I mean, I think that uh, it's November. The same way that we're not going to necessarily – totally bury the Lakers uh, the beginning of November. I think we shouldn't read too much into the first nine games of the season. That said, the Eastern Conference is wide open, uh, and I think that when you have a player uh, of the caliber of Giannis, who is clearly coming into his own, rounding into I I think his peak, uh, you have to watch out for this team, and and I'm glad that this is happening because I, I certainly don't want to see the Celtics go to the finals. So if it's <laughs> Milwaukee and Golden State, great. I'm gonna I'm gonna love it. I'm gonna cheer them on, and I hope that Milwaukee finds a way to beat the Warriors. The Bucks currently have the best net rating in the NBA at plus 14.6 points per 100 possessions. Trey, I think we all believed in the Kings as contenders at their six and three start, but now that they fall into six and four, they're all pretenders, right? <laughs> Man, I would love to join the troll, but <laughs> um, but they did come back down to earth, and they did make Giannis look like the most dominant player on the planet Earth. Man, he was unstoppable. Um, can we all get a moment of silence for that dunk? Oh, oh, that was unbelievable. Nasty. There's a oh great photo. There's a great photo of him doing that dunk. And everybody behind the baseline is not making any sort of like face or reaction to it. Yeah, that's what happens when you see an alien. You're not going (laughs) to actually react. You're just stunned. That's the next scene. That's the next scene of Space Jam too. It is. Yeah, I mean that photo. Stretch play. That photo looked realer than the moon landing. I just did that for Jade. Stunned. And what's crazy about this game is Chris Middleton didn't shoot that well. Like this could have been a lot worse. They put up 144. Granted, it's the Kings and they don't have a great defense, but they do have a very good offense so far this season. And the Bucks just dominated like they've done in almost every game this season. What if, what if the Kings make the playoffs and the Lakers don't? Is that the end of the world? I think LeBron has to retire. <laughs> I think oh, wow. I, I would ask I think, for it too. Yeah, I think we demand it. I think we It would we be did. pure pandemonium in sports. Yeah. <laughs> They would yeah, be a it, riot in Los Angeles just because they didn't make the playoffs and the Kings did. Um, speaking of sadness, the Minnesota Timberwolves lost to the Portland Trailblazers 111 to 81. No Jimmy Butler. He's having more rest, you guys, because he is exhausted from all the yelling at his teammates. Shout out to sore. General Soreness. General Soreness uh, <laughs> sounds like the worst Star Wars character, General Soreness. But Carl Anthony Towns had 23 points in this game. You had five different Blazers in double figures. No one actually dominated because they didn't need to. It's just the team dominated. Another 30-point loss. The one bright spot in this game, rookie Josh Okoge murdered uh, Yusuf Nurkic at the rim. So that was a that was a positive. But then, unfortunately, they kind of got uh, destroyed from quarters two through three and never had a chance. So this whole Jimmy Butler thing, Trey, um, we're getting more, more general soreness, more sitting out. It's been reported that this is part of his plan to get traded. Um, they were saying like, look, we have three games in four nights. So we just want to be smart with that. What do you think is going to happen here? Uh, I think eventually they're going to get a deal done. I think it's just more so the right deal. Um, and by December 15th, he'll be gone. I mean, I hate that it has to drag out so long, but the right thing has to happen. 
in the right suitor. Um, yeah, I think it'll be gone. I think it'll be gone by the end of December. Like it'll be somewhere in that December 15th to end of December range. And that's when, that's when the trade happens. I'm open to Philly taking a gamble for him now. Oh man. If, if Markel Fultz starts in front of him, I don't know what we do. Oh, cause geez. that's, cause that seems like a, that seems like a bad idea. Dave, uh, as someone who's enduring a, a, you know, a tough Lakers start so far, how nice is it to be able to look at these Minneapolis Lakers banners in the Staples Center and then know that the Timberwolves are at least a bigger laughing stock? Well, I mean, we're talking about Jimmy Butler landing spots, and you have to assume he's going to be a Laker at the at the latest the trade deadline. He's a Laker. I'm just telling whoa, you, whoa. he's a Laker. He's a Laker. You heard it here first. I'm saying this because of a couple of things. One, he I, he. I guarantee you he wants to play for a contending team in a big market. Two, there's going to be a panic. There's already a panic. Look at this. They're, what, two games under 500? And their people are already asking for Luke Walton to be fired, yeah. which is insanity to me. So something is going to happen. Well, you I know we live in the Matrix, man. We do. We do live in the matrix. Here's the thing. Here's the issue with the wolves. Other than all this stuff, other than all the basketball and non-basketball stuff is they're just not any good on the road. They're four and one at home. They're zero and five on the road. Normally a team can kind of come together on the road when there's some things going on that, are, that aren't great. They kind of bond on the road, except none of these guys like each other. So I think they're just staying away and just going, they're just all, they're all going to the movies together on the road, but they're sitting by themselves. There's no one within reach. So there's no team activities happening. It's all Andrew Wiggins' fault. I'm telling what? you this right now. Wow, he's so Wiggins. Canadian, though. Let me, let me just, I'm going to drop some knowledge. I've talked to a, a former NBA executive, and the rap on Andrew Wiggins is he doesn't care about basketball. I think we all know this. We I think we knew that. About it. He's we playing Call of Duty right now and, and, and changing Pampers. Yeah, but I, I, I bet he's very good at Call of Duty, though. No, he's very good at Call of Duty. Yeah. But why does he not care is my question. Got one hundred fifty million dollars. Not caring because because Call of Duty's better than the NBA. Duh. It's true. <laughs> you say that as someone who's not playing in the NBA. Guys, limited time for Cotton Bureau. You go to cottonbureau.com. You search Count the Dings. We got four great shirts up there. We got pins. We got great deals on all this merchandise. But the merchandise isn't going to be around forever. It's only going to be around for a couple of weeks. So if you're going to get the shirts, you got to get them now or you'll never be able to get them again. That's cottonbureau.com. Search Count the Dings and get your great CTD merchandise. All right, other stuff going on around the league. Magic beat the Spurs 117 to 110. The Magic have the worst offense in the NBA, and they dropped 117 points on the Spurs. Aaron Gordon had 26 points, eight rebounds. DeMar DeRozan led the Spurs with 25. Uh, I'm, I don't want to ever talk about the Magic on this podcast until they, they actually do something significant rather than beating a semi-broken Spurs team. So let's move on to the Grizzlies and the Phoenix Suns. Suns 102, Grizzlies 100. Devin Booker. With the game winner, 2.6 seconds left. It's the pull-up jumper, 25 points on the night. But the big news, Dave Schilling, is Omri Caspi hit Josh Jackson with the sham with, god. No, with the sham Yahweh. The, the, the shalom the, god. The shalom god. That's the what it shalom is. The shalom god. Okay. I like the shalom god. What do we do with Josh Jackson now? He's officially a bust, right? If you get hit by the shalom god with by Omri Caspi, you're done. Like, I knew he was a bust from the beginning because his name is a bust name. He has a bad name. Josh Jackson sounds like a Disney star. Yeah, it does, it's a, I mean, 
Isn't that the isn't that the guy's name from Dawson's Creek and not Joshua even the good Jackson. one? Yeah, Joshua same Jackson. Ah, He's also the on the affair. You know what's interesting about Josh Jackson? I mean, that's this isn't interesting, but I was almost named Josh. How about that? Could have been Josh Harper. Josh Harper, uh, baseball playing, base, uh, bubblegum <laughs> chewing, I, back catcher I still name. would not have liked you. Oh, no, you would have you would have hated me even more. Uh, exactly. A couple other things from around the NBA today. The Brooklyn Nets destroyed the Philadelphia 76ers. Everyone played. Joel Embiid played. Uh, ben Simmons played. J.J. Redick, Marco Fultz. All these guys played, but 122-97. D'Angelo Russell, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, Karis LeVert, they all cracked 20 points. The three Washington monster. Three-headed monster. That's the new big three. Washington Wizards beat the New York Knicks 108-95. John Wall led everyone 26 points. I still hate this Wizards team. They're the, clip, they're the new Clippers. Uh, we got to launch them into the sun. I'm done with them. I don't disagree. I, I have nothing to say. I, I, I think you're right. Trey, they're, we're done with the terrible. Wizards, right? Uh, let's, let's, I mean, I'm even seeing, like, let's say they rally and they win 45 games and then lose in the first round. What do we do? Why we, we waste, it's a waste time. of time. Yeah. It's just a waste it's, of time. It's a part. It's a pay to play participation trophy. Pretty much at this, at this point. point. Yeah. yeah I, so I agree. I would say break up wall and, uh, and bill one of them got to go and uh new coach situation. I think. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Clean, clean, trade every single person on the roster. So, a, so let's get a, a culture 15. reset pretty much. A, yep. Absolute culture reset. Um, other stuff from the weekend, Joel Embiid, uh, let us know that he owns real estate, a lot of real estate in Andre Drummond's head. And he's on his way to build more. He absolutely destroyed Drummond, had him in foul trouble within like four minutes, uh, just dominated in that game. He had, I think he had 17 free throws in the first half. Uh, as the as the Sixers just took down the Pistons. We know you like to have fun with Andre Drummond going back and forth. Did you feel like you got the best of him tonight? Uh, man, like I said last game, uh, we lost, but, uh, you know, I uh, own a lot of real estate in his, in his head. So, uh, you know, I'm just doing my job. And, you know. Um, is is this the funniest rivalry trade of any big men? Is the fact that Joel Embiid and Andre Drummond keep going at it and Joel Embiid keeps destroying them? It's not funny. It's absolute bullying. It's not a rival <laughs> at this point. There's no rivalry. There. Like, I I need to reach out to iCarly to see if she actually leaked that that video <laughs> I mean, because I mean that wasn't that wasn't right. But at at this point, I look at it like I I, I don't condone violence. Right. But this is not even a rivalry at this point. It's one sided. He's beating on him. I mean. I shook the table a little bit and said uh, Jokic was better than Embiid. So I got that game circle whenever they match up. Oh, That's yeah. Those are, those, are, those are two guys that, that like to talk a little trash. Jokic is kind of a secret uh, trash talker. Dave, um, Victor Oladipo buried a three against your hated Boston Celtics to win on Saturday, 102-101. Started pointing down at the ground saying, this is my city, which I don't know if anybody else had claimed Indianapolis, but I'm happy for Victor Oladipo. Donovan Mitchell's hurt. He's going to miss the Jazz Raptors game. He's got an ankle injury. He's got a hamstring injury. He's injured everything. He got injured in the last game, got retaped, went back in, I believe. And, and he's even injured even more. Uh, the Jazz have a chance to be a very good team this season, especially with Houston being so bad. Trey, they got to rest Donovan a little bit more, right? Oh, absolutely. No matter what he's talking about, they have to understand that, um, you know, like regardless of, He's the long-term investment. You know, I, I know I bashed the NBA for DMP rest, 
And, you know, guys want to see certain players play and match up with certain things. But if he's supposed to be the, you know, the guy that was, you know, for Utah to shun Gordon Hayward and replace and bring this back to relevance, they have to sit him. He can't, you know, we watched him in the, uh, the Rocket series last year. And we know he's a tough SOB, but at the end of the day, he has to be smarter in his long-term career. Line of the night, it's got to go to Giannis, right? He, Absolutely. He I'm not dominant. Yeah, I was going to say Ibaka. Sure. I mean, Serge Ibaka, was, Serge Ibaka was great, but 26 points, 15 rebounds, 11 assists, a steal a block, all in 30 minutes. Um, Ibaka was very good with 34 and 10, but it's, you know, come on. We got we to gotta have the round numbers. We got to have these triple doubles, Dave. I, I, I get it. Believe me. I, I, I'm a, a Russell Westbrook apologist. I understand the importance of the triple double. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, check out the Friday mailbag on the back to back podcast. Also B O M M has a Thursday show. It's the woke bros. It's kind of like pod save America, but it's for the culture on its new feed, which you can find on your favorite podcast platforms. Don't forget to subscribe rate and review this daily ding, as well as all of our feeds back to back. Kian Fahey's NFL pod, the interceptable and the house of Strauss, by the way, today is Monday. Go vote on Tuesday. Let's shake things up. Let's get everything back where it needs to be. So go vote, be loud about it. Tell everyone to vote, go pressure them. Thanks for waking up with us for Dave. Make Stilling sure you vote for <laughs> Make sure you vote for, <laughs> I can't even say it. Oh man. Uh, Luol Ding. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Uh, ding, ding. <laughs> thanks for waking up with us. Vote for Luol Ding. And uh, here's that little new feature we debuted last week. It's the final shot. Good morning, everybody. Donovan Mitchell. You know, it's not looking too good. The mother guy injured. You know, thanks God. Got a place. Thank you.